Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life Podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So it's been a really, really, really long time since I last did a podcast episode. I've been um, either busy or just straight up lazy, but I'm back, uh, probably not for long since school has just started for me. But uh, yeah, again, this is probably not going to be edited too well. So if I make any mistakes, just bear with it because I'm really lazy and it takes a really long time to edit. I don't have that much time now, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, talk a bit since uh, it's been really long since I last did an episode. So yeah, um, let's get into the first segment, how's life? Life has been pretty okay, mediocre. Nothing much has been happening, honestly. I mean, considering that I've had like a whole break, like a... Uh, semester break for like a month plus so that happened um you already know that i have already uh started on my driving stuff uh, i already talked about it quite a lot in the previous episode so you know it is just it's just becoming like a, a a-log every time i do my episode so i'll i'll not I won't talk too much about it, but I think I still want to go into it because it's very interesting because there's a lot of like interesting stuff that happened and I want to, you know, talk about it. Lah. So I'll just talk about my school stuff first. Um, school-wise, really nothing much happened. Uh, I got my GPA. It was It's worse than my previous semester, but to be honest, my previous semester did like really well. To me, lah, I did really well. So uh, it's expected for me to drop, especially because I, I, I kind of see a pattern, you know. Year 1, Sam 1, my uh, GPA is the same as Year 2, Sam 1. So let's hope that Year 1, Sam 2, the good semester, will be the same as Year 2, Sam 2. Right, so um, I hope that's the case, but uh, I don't really expect much. Lah. I feel like uh, I just want to maintain my scholarship. I don't want to drop out of it because I've already gotten this far, you know. I just have to get through this semester, maintain that GPA, and I'll be able to continue my scholarship, continue my internship. All will be well, you know. Yeah, I've thought about... I'm, I'm kind of not, not say, lost, per se. Like, I feel like um, in terms of my future, my job, I kind of know that I want to go into, like, the IT sector. But I don't know whether I want to go into uh, what I'm studying now, which is cybersecurity per se, because I'm not super duper interested in it. You know, a lot of people that I see, a lot of my like classmates, uh, friends who are into IT stuff, they are really into like cybersecurity or they are really passionate about like what they're, what they're taking, whether it's just programming, whether it's like cloud uh, machine learning stuff like that they're interested in that and they're really passionate about it i don't have that you know i don't have that that specific interest per se so it is a bit hard you know it's a bit hard for me to kind of think about what i'm supposed to do in the future when i'm i'm really not that passionate about what i'm studying right now but i, I do feel that it is a good industry to go to it's a good field to go to it generates lots of money and honestly i really love money so um that's kind of how i wanted to take this diploma in the first place cybersecurity and digital forensics so i hope that maybe i might you know become slightly more interested i might uh enjoy this like more these modules i'm doing a bit more i mean speaking of modules this semester's modules are like really focused in my diploma side. So that's good. Like I don't have to worry that I might not do well in like design principles. I don't know if I've said this before, but in my semester one, my year one, so last year semester one, I had to take like lots of different modules that are not related to what I'm studying at all. I mean, it's kind of good because I realized that I liked uh, something related to FI or financial informatics more. Where it, it where it's a lot more how to say, like more business side, more business side, and also more like uh, uh, not so like 
theory driven like cybersecurity. I feel like cybersecurity is really theory driven and you have to know the theory before you start on the practical. Lah. So I feel like modules that I took like uh what was it called? In- enterprise informa- information system or something like that. But it's like quite interesting, you know, talking about um how companies work, how they uh I don't know, earn money different systems and stuff like that. And I think that's, that's really interesting to me. But when you come to like other modules that are not related to cybersecurity, that are more related to other like IT diplomas, like design principles. You know, I'm not that passionate about drawing, coming out with a logo, like tracing out like Boba Fett in Photoshop. Like, I'm not really interested in that, right? I'm not interested in this kind of... um, um Let's just say stuff that just a bit useless lah to me like I don't feel like I'm going to benefit in learning this like if I learn about Photoshop okay sure maybe next time I'll learn how to create better posters sure but honestly I really didn't do much during like that module I just did posters how I would do it I just made like uh like there was an assignment to make a logo and I just did it how I would do it and <laughs> it's evident that I'm not good at it lah because I did how I do it like you know you know, in, in design principles they teach you about the different elements different principles like uh, different color uh, matching theme and stuff like that and different like I don't know there's just a lot of like design shit lah but I'm not that interested in that so I didn't really use it I just use my feeling my feeling right and I use my feeling and I got a C plus for that module so it's, uh, it, it shows that I'm not good at this module I'm not good at designing stuff but um, at least I feel like I'm able to do a bit better when it's related to stuff that I'm okay with and stuff that I'm more interested in so like for example the, the module that I talked about just now the EIS it was pretty good I think I got an A or A plus or something like that so that was like Sorry, that was okay. That was okay. It wasn't very bad. But what I just I I just didn't know why we had to do so many like branching out in semester one when you already confirm a diploma, right? If you are doing this for like the the uh, the IT students who need to choose a diploma or or CICTP, which is the common ICT program, then sure, okay. If they have to choose the diploma, like choose a field to go to, then sure, you know, you can give them more like broader modules. But I already chose my diploma. Why you force me to do design? Huh? Why you force me to do design? And then another part, right? Not not just like uh, uh like this one semester. Every semester, almost every semester, uh, there will be like um, IS modules. IS is like interdisciplinary school of interdisciplinary stuff so you learn about i took communications i took uh, health and wellness i took uh what is it innovation made possible so like there's a lot of this stuff that i mean <laughs> that, that's what people say about poly right where you learn about more i guess life skills how you can apply it into your future how to write reports and shit like that so it prepares you for the workforce i, I, I understand why they have it but I don't always do well in it, okay? I don't always do well in it. Um, the only IS module that I feel I did well in is uh, the, 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 what's that called? Communi- uh, no, not communication. Uh, the health and wellness because it was, it was, it was async. That's number one, async. And the teacher was, I guess it was kind of like, he was kind of hardworking because he, he really gave like, um, like specific they basically mark you and ask you to redo until you get it correct. Like, you have to get it correct. Because it is... I didn't really realize this at the start because I wasn't very sure because this was in, like, year one, seven, one, right? But this is actually a pass-fail module. So you don't really have to do, like, well in it. You just have to pass it. And I didn't know that. And I really spent, like, a lot of time redoing, like, the quiz, right? I redo, like, two, three, four, five times to get everything correct. Because... Cause like they gave us the opportunity la, to redo the quiz, and I just kept redoing it until I get everything correct. Cause I mean it, it's it's free right? It's free marks. Why not? So, I it was annoying. It was really annoying, and it took a lot of time. And it was only until like I I realized how to see my my modules, credit union and stuff like that. Then I was like, oh okay, so it's actually um, it's actually. 
a pass-fail module. There's no like specific um, credit unit for it. So I was like, okay, sure, all right, fine. I just wasted my time, but I know at least I did well. I passed lah. It's only pass or fail, so it did well. It didn't do well. But um, other IS modules, I took communication. I think I either got a B or a B plus. Honestly, I feel like I I feel okay. I feel I'm not trying to you know brag or what, but I feel that I'm able to communicate well. I'm able to speak well. Maybe um not to the most respectful <laughs> or the most um kind patient way, but I do feel that uh I'm able to speak well and I'm honestly uh a lot of like the stuff that I didn't do well in like IS modules, uh communication. I I forgot what it was, but. It's either I never cite enough sources or I never elaborated well enough or some shit like that. Like, the teacher was a bit, like, kind of bitchy. Really bitchy. Uh, kind of, like, very sarcastic sometimes. Very, like, what do you think? Huh? Do you think you should do this? Hmm? Like, kind of, like, like a very sassy tone that I don't really like. Like, you're an educator. You're not here to, you know, boast your ego. So, um... That one, that module, didn't really like it, but I feel like I, I did okay in it. Um, this semester, I mean, previous semester, I did this uh, World Issues, Singapore Perspective. So I think that was interesting, okay? It was maybe not so related to what we're studying or related to stuff, but it just, educate, it just educates us uh, on, world, on world issues, how to think critically and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's fun. There were like activities every single lesson. And honestly, that kept me engaged, like, a lot. Especially because for a lot of it, I have to go to school, do the activities with a group and stuff like that. And there's a lot of, like, games, and it was so interesting. To me, it was really interesting. Uh, I don't know how they would do it uh, in, a, in an online context now, because uh, it was much more engaging and fun, you know, in in uh, in, in school. Uh. So, yeah, uh, I'll see how. But another module that I took, IS module, Innovation Made Possible. So, uh, my final assignment, my group came up with like an application to manage the welfare of like uh, people who, in, in the companies, uh, workers. Uh. So, it was kind of trash, <laughs> you know, looking back at it, 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 it wasn't very good. It was like, okay, I got this done. Um, I'm not very proud of it, but you know, it works. It works. Uh, I just copied like a template. Like, thank God I found a template for an app. On, like, I forgot what, what website it was, but I found like, a template to make an app, like interface. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like a prototype. You have to make a prototype, not an actual application. So it didn't take very long. But the prototype itself, I have to like come up with like buttons. I have to come up with like, stuff if I didn't find a template. So thank God I found a template. And that one, I think I got like B plus or A, something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's like, okay. I didn't do very well for it. No, I, I have other modules that I get A for. But uh, if I didn't get that, that stupid C plus for the design, I think my GPA would have been like a lot higher. Not a lot, but like okayly higher. You know, maybe plus like uh, 0.1 in my, my GPA. Lah. And it, that every single like point counts. Like really, every single point counts. So it's, it's a shame that I have to take design principles. But anyways, I think I ramble on a bit too much already. Uh, this might turn into another one hour long episode. So yeah, just bear with me. Alright, bear with me. Okay, now, driving. Driving stuff. Okay, um, I don't really remember where I stopped for my um, driving stuff. I think I stopped at the first driving lesson or something like that. Um... But I'll just recount everything again, okay? So, my birthday is in July. So, I applied to uh, for, for a private account in SSDC in July. I took the BTT in like end August. And I took the BTT basic theory test. And I took the FTT, uh, I think about a month later. So, something like that lah. Something like that. And basically... By after I took FTT, I was ready to start driving lessons. Uh. So I started driving lessons. I I tried to find an instructor in CDC, but I couldn't. So I I mean I tried to find an instructor in SSDC, but I couldn't, cause I mean I already registered to SSDC, what? And I've read a lot about 
stuff online on which center to choose. I think I thought about that already. Lah. So let's just skip that. I got, I created a private account in CDC, found an instructor, started learning lessons, uh, taking lessons. And I think uh, I'm currently, I've currently completed four driving lessons. I'm going for my fifth driving lesson uh, on Friday. Today is a Tuesday. That's why I'm I'm free enough to do this podcast episode. But basically, I can take that driving lesson in, on Friday. Uh, I don't have any lessons on Friday for this semester. So I'm, I most probably will take like um, driving lessons either every Friday or every like two weeks uh, on Friday as well. So basically, from I, it's kind of like a exponential exponential curve sort of of like like learning so you really start off like so imagine uh, like the the okay let's not make it so mathematical but basically the first lesson uh i learned like okay amount i'll say a bit more than okay amount i learned how to steer uh controlling the the two pedals i learned how to you know use blinkers the the the, the, the uh uh, just the basic, just the basic stuff. All right, then second lesson I learned to do turnings. I learned to like brake appropriately. Then I went out to like the roads, and like basically, th- I feel like that that once I finish the first lessons, I have the gist of driving already. Right, I have the gist of driving already. So that's it. First lessons, uh, turn left. You know, you know those like. Uh, pedestrian crossing, zebra crossing, right, and the traffic light junction. Uh, I basically did that lah, cause there'll be there there are more stuff taking off now. It's not just like how you turn left and turn right, right. There's like looking out for pedestrians, looking out for like traffic that's coming in towards you because you're merging with the traffic. So that one was like, okay, like it's it's like step up ready, and I feel like I learned the basics. Okay, third lesson, I think I learned how to turn right. I learned how to turn right and I basically learned how to like watch out for oncoming traffic because when you when you turn left it's just like merging traffic right when you turn right like there's literally traffic coming towards you and you need to know how to stop you need to know like when to go uh, how far out you should be in a traffic junction and stuff like that so that, that's what I learned for third lesson fourth lesson is just like uh, a recap of that uh, now we we I did like turning to the pocket, you know, that 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 shape, not not like that. What's it called? Curve rectangle shape before you turn. So that one, that's what I did lah in traffic junction. So uh, that was okay, not bad. Um, but the thing is, there's one thing that happened, uh, during that driving lesson, uh, fourth driving lesson, and I want to share that with you because it's very interesting. It's uh, I don't. I I know it's a very bad thing. I did a very bad thing because I feel like um, I might have gotten a bit cocky or like a bit like um, I'll say, like, oh, I already know it. I already know how to drive and stuff. So I became really relaxed, right? I became really relaxed. So this was like the last around 10 minutes of the lesson already. So I've been driving around for 50 minutes, uh, turn left, turn right. It's the same route all the time. Like He's just, he's just doing the same. My instructor is just like, going through the same route lah, to make sure I know how to turn right, how to slow down, check for pedestrian, oncoming traffic, stuff like that. So I was already used to it. I was very used to it already. And I think I just relaxed a bit too much. So I I kind of remember it quite vividly, okay? Because uh, I actually have a, a recording of this. And I am going to play it to you now. And you're just going to hear it first and I'm going to explain to you, all right? Okay, so you heard that. Uh, it was scary, you know, you know, being in that driver's seat. It was scary 
because I didn't know whether this damaged his car. I didn't know whether like I I I mean whether it's like an extremely bad mistake. Whether like you know, like I I could have flew off the road. I could have flew up, and I think I might have flew like flown up quite a bit. So it was it was a bit um. Scary lah. It was a bit scary lah because I was going pretty fast. I couldn't see the left turn. Like I, I, I just didn't pay attention. I didn't see the hump below, and I didn't see the left turn. So, I made two mistakes, and the two mistakes kind of like, like screwed me up a lot lah. So as you can hear, like he was like very like agitated a bit lah. Cause I mean, understandable. Uh, and and it was a really big mistake. Like it was the biggest mistake I've made so far, and honestly, like. It was my fault, lah. I just relaxed a bit too much, okay, and yeah, I hope, I hope that this won't happen again. I really hope. Uh, I know what to look out for already. Like, I realized that I really cannot relax. Like, I I shouldn't tense up, but I cannot relax to the point that I'm not aware of what's happening around, like, like, like my vicinity. Cause I need to always predict for like, un unintended stuff. So if you can't even look at stuff that won't change, like a hump or a left turn or a road, then <clears throat> then how are you going to look for like pedestrians who cross suddenly? It will test your reaction speed, lah. So it, it's like it's a lot of stuff that can go wrong, and a lot of stuff went wrong, and you know it, it's a it's a it's a reminder for me not to relax too much. So that's that. Uh, I'm not gonna go like too much into driving stuff already. I already spent like a few minutes, so I think we can move on to the topics segment. Random topics. Uh, I've already covered a lot of these topics. I still have that list. I have a few more topics on that list, even though we've already went through like I don't know three or four. All right, so let's just move on to the next segment, the random topics segment. Uh, let's start with the first topic: burnouts. Okay, so. I kind of selected this topic because I feel like I have been burning out a little the past like month or two, uh, not just from my like, CCA stuff, from my like, studies, from just like life in general. Uh, I haven't really got like people that to rent it to. Everyone's just busy in my life, and you know it's just it's just really tiring. It's really tiring to deal with stuff, and um, I've been burning out lah. So. Uh, for my CCA side, you know, a lot of responsibilities. I have to take up a lot of like mentoring responsibilities, for for like the first I don't know eight months of like getting everyone to that level to that standard of leadership that I'm I'm okay with letting them you know do their own stuff like on their own, uh, because I am like in charge of making sure that they do the right things. So I kind of want to hold their hand a bit. Until they are able to completely do the right things themselves, then I feel like okay, then I've achieved my goal, my objective of this this role that I'm assigned. So yeah, uh, I because of that I kind of burn out lah, cause I was very involved in almost every single aspect of uh my my committee, and that kind of made me really tired, cause I'm just constantly staying up doing like CCA stuff. I'm constantly working on. Uh, you know the next thing, constantly editing, constantly going for meetings, looking for like welfare side, looking for like you know how to grow our members. So it's it's just a lot of stuff that I have to do. I feel like I'm throwing a pity party for me, but I mean it is the role that I took up. It's the role that I applied for and I got it, and it's just I'm I'm really trying my best to make sure that I don't burn out by taking like rest lah. Sometimes I'll just you know. Go for practice like five ten minutes later, so that I have enough time to eat to shower. I don't have to like run everywhere, so it's like these small things that I do to to, to just keep me sane, you know. Because if if I revolve my entire life around my CCA, I think it's not healthy. I think everyone know it from secondary school. Everyone already know that uh I've revolved my entire life around my CCA. So yeah, um, studies wise, I feel like the burnout is just because I didn't really enjoy like. The modules that we were doing, kind of, because there are some modules that I I I'm like okay with you know I learned about uh network stuff that one I feel like it was easy enough for me to understand. I learned about you know I have like this uh 
what is that this this uh CACM basically like advanced like computing math so I think that one was like interesting that one's like something that I can work with you know something that is like a formula that I can use and as long as I practice I understand the concept I'm able to do well but then there's just like some um like more my my, my diploma related modules like what I said, you know, because I'm, I'm not, I don't really like the theory. I really hate the theory part. I don't I haven't experienced the practical part yet, so I don't really have much to say, but I really hate the theory part. And it's just, this is module. I think I talked about how I didn't really like that module lecturer um, in previous episode. So yeah, that's that module. And I really hate the theory side. La. I really hate how I have to keep on um, doing like learning about this theory stuff that's just so boring and I know that it's important I know that it's important to understand and know all these concepts if not like I don't know like I won't be able to do well in like the future or something because it's like the foundation but I just really hate it I just really hate learning about different type of encryption methods and shit like that like it's not interesting to me it's really not interesting to me um, so a lot of the times I zone out uh, learning about you know how to make the software secure and having like you know a lecturer who doesn't know how to teach doesn't want to teach it's just frustrating and i really hate it but you know we've gone past that semester um i'm starting a new semester i don't know whether i like some of these modules like seeing how they're going i i see that there are some like lecturers that i feel are really kind of passionate about what they do passionate about uh the the stuff that they teach but i see you know a lecturer who is just a bit monotonous reading off the slides and the slides just like words just constant like words on words on words like it's just so boring you know i i didn't come to poly to learn about to do to, to write notes or to memorize words like i feel like it's just it's just so I don't know, but I, I can't. I have to give you a chance. Right? I have to give these modules a chance. I can't just stop now, cause it's just the start. There's still like a lot more stuff for me to learn, and I can't just say, "Hey, I hate this module. Uh, I'm just gonna like exist there for the next like eighteen weeks until I finish year two, right?" I have to give it a try. I have to, you know, put in the effort, even as much as I don't like it. You know, it's still a module. I'm assigned to. I can't like quit. You know, I mean technically I can just go and get a dropout form now. But you know, I it's I've gone I've come this far already. If I quit in like year one, sem one, week one, sure. But it's it's a bit too far for that to me lah. So yeah. Uh I feel like I, I, I can I can make myself enjoy this um diploma, the modules related to this diploma. And there are some modules that I see that are like interesting to me, but you know, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Okay, we were talking about burnout. So that's CCA and studies. I think we can move on to the next topic. Um, an unhealthy childhood. Uh, so I have this topic here with a bracket salt. So I mean, this is a story that I guess I want to share. It's not something that's very good. But basically, when I was a child, I was kind of into like um, salty things, right? Uh so so one story that I like to tell is whenever we eat durian, I kind of, whenever we buy durian, right, I would kind of eat the durian just to get like the salt water like, after that. Because I, my family has this thing like, where after we eat durian, we'll just drink salt water because it kind of like cleanses your throat or something like that. So basically, I eat a durian for the salt water. I don't eat a durian for the durian, you know? And I guess that's how I kind of got into eating durian, like, I I'm not I know there are people who don't like the the smell of durian and shit like that, but to me, I can't I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just want salt water, <laughs> okay. But there's a lot of like I mean because of that there's a lot of other stuff that I can eat like you know durian mooncake or like durian flavored other stuff, and honestly, like it's 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 nice that I'm able to kind of um eat durian easier i don't think that i would have a problem if i didn't eat durian in my childhood but uh, just back to the topic salt okay so i really like salt so i eat durian for the salt water uh sometimes um when you know i'm just like bored 
Because when I was young, I didn't have like a phone. I had a TV, but that's about it. <laughs> I had toys. Nah, that that's about it. Uh. So sometimes when I was bored, right? And you know, I'm just a bit, you know, my uh, a bit like you know, active. Like I want to do stuff, right? So I'll just go to the kitchen. Then I go into the cabinet, right? Then I just take out the the whole salt container. Like every once in a while, I just like put my 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 index finger in. That's I just like kind of like just move my finger a bit so I can get as much surface area, you know. Then I just lick it, lick the salt. Then I just I like, put it back. Lick, lick, lick. Wow, so nice, salty, salty. You know, talking about it makes my mouth water already. I know it's very unhealthy. Like salt, sodium is just very unhealthy to consume in large amounts. That's like a uh, sodium intake for for uh everyone. But uh, I don't care. <laughs> like I didn't care because like, I felt like it was so nice that I didn't want to care. But uh, I know it was un- I know I knew it was unhealthy. I still did it anyways. Uh, and it was, it was kind of fun, like just just that that feeling. I don't know why I talk about this, but okay, basically salt. Okay, I like salt. Um, what else was unhealthy? Uh, I guess unhealthy. I don't know ethics. Um, when I was a child, a lot of the times I would just go down and play with my friends like downstairs, so speak on play like catching or whatever not um i think i talked about this in previous episode in a previous episode already but basically you know sometimes when my parents didn't know i would just go down play 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 and then i'll come back and then before they reach home then i'll pretend nothing happened so (laughs) unhealthy childhood okay this 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 topic is very like shallow there's nothing much to talk about let's move on all right so this is something that i i it's kind of an interesting story that it's another okay this Today, this whole episode is like somewhat related to childhood. Like, almost everything is related to childhood. So, I have this. Uh, when I was in primary one, in primary school, right? I was in primary one. Uh, I had this teacher, who my my form teacher, if I'm not wrong, she happened to be like, if I'm not wrong, the year head or something like that. So she would be the person giving announcements, giving instructions to the students, uh, of the for the whole school uh, uh, sometimes in front of the whole school like the hall and stuff like that. So I don't know why, but I just remember this one time. Okay, I think it was like the first week of school or something. This this memory is just itched in my mind. I don't know why, but basically, uh, every morning you are supposed to take your temperature, right? You have a thermometer, you're supposed to take your temperature, and then if you have like a fever, then you have to go to uh, like a station. Uh. And if you didn't bring your thermometer, I think like you have to go there and take a temperature again uh, or something like that. Basically, uh, if you didn't have a thermometer, you have to go to that station and take your temperature. Okay, And I didn't know that at first. So I basically just... Uh, panicked because I think I forgot to bring my thermometer once in the first week of school. I was primary one, just entered the school. It's either first week or second week, ah. So my parents weren't there. You know, usually like in primary school, when you first enter, your parents will be there to watch you, right? So I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Uh, my parents weren't there. It was like at the start of the school. I didn't bring my thermometer, so you know, uh, I remember her name. I think it was like. Madam, Nati- Madam Nashita. So she basically announced, okay, uh, let's take out the thermometers, take out temperatures. If the temperature is higher than 37.6 degrees Celsius, then you should go to the back of the hall, something like that. I didn't bring. I was like so scared. I was really, really so scared of like what's going to happen. You know, am I going to get punished? Am I going to, you know, like get go to the discipline master's office or I don't know what. All right. So I, cry- I started crying. I didn't, I stood up. So everyone, everyone is just seated, right? Seated, like, uh, in in their years, uh, you know, like in how how schools sit in halls, all right. So I was, everyone was seated like that, and I just stood up, and I ran like across everyone. I ran to her, and I just hugged her, and I was crying, and I said, "Madam Nashita, I forgot to bring my thermometer." So I just did that, and and like in front of the whole school, by the way, like. 
I, I didn't realize at that moment in time how big of a move that was because I'm legit just embarrassing myself in front of the entire school. I don't think anyone knew me at that point because I'm literally primary one. But I literally stood up, cried, ran to the teacher who is giving announcements. Like, it's not on stage or what. Like, it's just like with everyone, like just in the middle. And I just hugged her and cried and told her I didn't have a thermometer in front of the entire school from primary one to primary six. There's a lot of classes and a lot of students. And I I don't know why, all right? I just remember that very vividly. And when I look back on it now, I... I have no idea why I did that. Like, I was just scared or something. I wanted to be forgiven or something. And I don't know if people actually remember that. Because uh, it's just like the first first, first week or two. Lah. So I don't know if people actually remember that. And it's so long ago anyways. But that's something that I remember. Very weird and interesting story. But yes, that's the primary one Madam Nashita incident. Okay, next topic. Uh, I'll just do like two more topics, alright. So next topic, it is the... Okay, so basically, again, childhood, right? I was bored. So I'll just tell you a story. Like, I was bored. And one day, you know, I don't know, like, I maybe I watched like a few shows on like The Amazing Race or something like that. So I had this brilliant idea. I had this brilliant idea to actually have my own treasure hunt at home, right? So, like, it will start from this box, okay? I, I had this, I had this like, whole, like, image in mind of, you know, my cousins or my friends coming over and playing this treasure hunt. So, I want to plan it to be the best treasure hunt ever, right? You know, I think it was, like, like I don't know, primary two or primary three or something like that. I was bored, okay? I was bored. I think it's primary two or primary four. Uh. And I basically took this box, okay? This is... Imagine like a, a chess board, like a, a personal chess board, but you just like flip it in half. Like it just became a box. Ah. So I just put a paper over it. Then on the paper, I wrote my treasure hunt. And I put the first hint. I think the first, I, f- I don't really remember, okay? But I, I remember one of the hints or one of the clues, okay? So it was something like, uh, you... You are like the most beautiful person or something. You can see yourself or something like that. Basically, the the clue is hinting to a mirror. Lah. I don't really remember the exact like stuff on it, but basically it was hinting to a mirror. Then um there will be another note on top of the mirror, right? So I have this like like this this cupboard mirror is ish thingy. So I put a note on top of it, then that led to another place, then lead to another place, and then finally um it led to this this area so i have this area in my house that basically keeps um hong pao ang pao's that you use for like uh chinese new year right so i have like multiple i have a drawer with multiple like what's that called multiple drawers in the cabinet something like that basically there'll be lots of there's, there's lots of hong pao ang pao's and i just put i just took one out I put like I don't know eight dollars in like that was a lot of money in like my my age, so I put that money in. I put it back into one of the drawers, like I don't know where. Okay, that's the problem. I put it back in, closed it, and I forgot about it for the next few years, and then a few years later. I suddenly remember that I had this treasure hunt shit, right? I was just like spring cleaning or something. And then I saw this box. Oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I had this treasure hunt shit. Then I was like, oh wait, I remember, I remember where's the end location. It's that, that whole like, that area lah, the whole drawer shit lah. But I don't remember which one and where exactly. And there were a lot of like, like ang pao's, like legit can go out to a few hundreds. So, Basically, I wanted to, you know, just, I don't know, maybe there was a, there was a hint that I said, like, which, I think I said, like, which drawer it was in my last clue. So, I was just like, okay, I might as well just do the treasure hunt. And then, like, the naive me was like, yeah, yeah, let's just do the treasure hunt. And, you know, we're able to find some stuff. We'll be able to find, like, all the clues and the hints. 
So remember I said the first hint or something was, was the mirror, right? So I looked at the first clue, went to the mirror, I went on top. The clue was gone. It was gone. It disappeared. I, th- I thought, wow, wait, why did, how can it disappear? I thought I put it here. It's been years. It's just a piece of paper on top of like a mirror. I'm pretty sure my mother saw it or like the wind just blew it off or something and just threw it away. Okay, so I don't have the hint. I don't know where's the next location. I don't have the hint. And I just know that it's in one hole, one, a few drawers of Hong Pao's. And I wanted that money. Like, I don't want to just leave it there because there's a very high chance that we just like, you know, either use it or throw all those Hong Pao's away because I have a lot. So I didn't want to lose it. So I just went to like the whole drawers I think I was, I don't know when this was uh, but I just went to the drawers open and I tried to just dig 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 you know I tried to find like uh, uh, a red packet that was like an odd one out but I couldn't find it I just couldn't find it I went through drawer after drawer I didn't want to take out everything and check take out everything and open and open and open because that would take like hours but it was money so I still wanted to try but I don't want to do that so it's like it's just so annoying it was just really, really annoying. I had to open like like multiple drawers just trying to find that one red packet. But I just couldn't find it. And after a while, I just gave up. Okay, to this day, I still don't know where it is. I don't know which drawer it is. I don't think I want to spend the time to go and open up everything because I don't know whether we already threw it away or we used that red packet before because it's already been so long. It's been like years. I don't know whether that note is still intact or what. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just really unfortunate. I lost like like $8 just because I forgot to do the treasure hunt and I thought that people would actually come to my house to do the treasure hunt. Okay, so... Interesting story. Very interesting story. Okay, now, last, last um, topic. Childhood YouTube videos. So I have a few channels here. Um, it was, it's quite interesting because I have no idea how I got into watching these videos. I didn't, I don't know whether it was trending or what. But basically, okay, let's look at the first one, okay. On H pranks. So on H pranks, I think it's like on YouTube. So so uh, I have a smart TV at home, and basically it had like this YouTube function lah. So you could go and search up like videos on YouTube and watch on the TV because it's connected to Wi-Fi. So I basically either either there was like uh it was trending or something, and then I just got hooked on it. So I basically just watched on H pranks. On H pranks is basically a channel that does prank calls. Or like either okay, they either do real prank calls or they simulate prank calls. Cause I don't know, like some of it is just <laughs> not too funny to be true. Uh, I remember uh, there was like a, a a mutton mutton or pork, a uh, pork or pork or mutton or something like that. Basically, or pork or lard, yeah, pork or lard. So um. I think they called like a, a Muslim store or something, and they said like they want uh a pork pork soup or something like that basically which is really funny and they were like they did a lot of prank calls to a lot of people and that was like <laughs> i watched that like quite a lot okay i watched that quite a lot another channel uh is another like funny thing because a lot of i think when you're young in primary school your your biggest roast is your mama so fat and basically like i don't know i is either i saw it somewhere and I clicked on the YouTube video or I specifically searched Yo Mama jokes because there was a whole channel dedicated to that with like animation and shit. I think they knew who was the the, the, the target audience. Huh? So they did animations of like Yo Mama. I remember this, this the, the best joke that I have that I use it to this day. Yo Mama so fat that when she turned around, it's her birthday again. Like it's so... It's so, it's a bit like, how to say, you need to think a bit. You need to think a bit. You know, it's not so straightforward. But it's it's funny because I understand the joke. Like, it's not those like straightforward jokes and it's funny. But, you know, when I use it now, I think no one laughs. <laughs> but I think it's still funny to me, okay? It's still funny to me. And uh, I don't remember any other jokes. Uh, very obvious ones are you, when your mama's so fat, when she sat down, like, 
I don't know, the chair broke or something, or I don't know, or the earth rumbled or something when she walks. I have no idea. I don't remember already, but I only remember that one joke about whenever you turn around, it's above the alien. It's funny. All right, it's funny. Just, just don't judge my humor. All right. Uh, speaking about unhealth, I mean, oof, wrong topic. Speaking about childhood YouTube videos, I have this routine, right? Uh, when when I was in a primary school. I don't know whether I talk about this or not, but basically, I would actually line up um, TV shows to watch. So I I have like a, a StarHub broadband TV, right? So my family subscribes to like the, the kids channel, like basically includes Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. Basically, those were the few that it was good lah. I still remember it's like three one two, three one four, and three one six. So those are the few channels I watch, right? And when I got back home from school, in primary school, what I would do is actually just to line them up, right? So I will see the schedule. So I'll click on like, you know, the schedule and I see, okay, so Disney Channel, there's uh, Fins and Ferb, maybe at 3 to 4 p.m. So I will kind of write down, you know, in, in this like a paper or something or like a whiteboard, 3 to 4 p.m., Fins and Ferb. Okay, then 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. I see Nickelodeon has like Fairy Odd, fairy odd Parents or something like that. So I pull it down, okay, Fairy Odd Parents. I, inside the, the, the StarHub broadband shit, right? I go and add like reminders and alerts so I know that, okay, I need to switch this channel and prepare for it to, to go to the next show already. I have to prepare, right? Because sometimes like, it, it also inter, intersects. Sometimes it's like uh, 3 to 4 there's something then like 3.30 to 4.30 there's something else on another channel so I need to plan you know I feel like I feel like this this, this very small stuff kind of led to who I am today I'm a really like detail oriented person and I really like to plan stuff so like I feel like it, it's either those habits helped me become who I am today or uh, like I am that type of person that's why from young I do that. So, I, I don't know. But, you know, it, it, it's helpful. It's helpful to plan stuff. Um, so, I will also plan, like, uh, I guess, what else to watch on, like, not just these kids' channels. Uh, I will also plan, like, on those, you know, Channel 5. I remember, I think, like, this is, like, I know, Site 1 or something. Or Primary 6. Yeah, Primary 6. There's this show in, like, a... Uh, Korean a Korean TV channel or something like that uh, if I'm not wrong it's like what's wrong with Secretary Kim or something like that I think this is like maybe Sec 2 Sec 3 but basically I, I still this was, this was like when I already had my phone and stuff right so it was the only show that I wanted to watch on the TV because I started watching it on TV when I was like outside and I was like oh it's quite funny so I just I wanted to watch that lah. and then uh Every single week, I'll just keep on trying to find time to watch it like, in, while I'm still in school. So, uh, yeah, that was something. I guess it's not really childhood because it's just like a few years ago. But basically, I like to plan stuff. I like to plan this kind of um, interesting schedules to watch shows. So, yeah, I think that's, that's the end of this second segment. Let's move into the third segment. Uh, the, I don't know, deep question, hard question, difficult question. Um, in this episode, I think I want to talk about something that I have wanted to talk about for a very long time. Like, like I created this whole podcast just to talk about this, this topic. Lah. Basically, uh, cancel culture, right? I feel like Okay, so let's just word, let's just phrase it in a in a question, right? Does cancel culture help or impede the justice system, right? Basically, is it helping to make people accountable, or is it actually like making the justice system like not function as it was intended to? So I I feel like though there's there's a lot of um. Let's just look at the first side, okay? Let's look at pro-cancel culture, right? It kind of um, keeps in check, keeps the justice system in check, that's number one. Keeps, like, creators, people who are of influential power, or people, basically just keep people in general in check when the justice system can't do it. Or when the justice system is slow, 
right? That's a lot of like the arguments. It's slow. It's not effective. Like a lot of them get out of it, maybe with like a few years of jail sentence. Or you know those people who take like those those videos or what shit, right? And like we, we as people, we want them to be held accountable for the actions. Yes, that is correct. But let's get a counter argument then. You know. You have one side that's saying that it is it is keeping the justice system in check. While it is true, there are some laws that are like questionable, and we need to keep track of it to make sure that you know, like those people in power don't abuse it. But it it still comes down to the point of the justice system was not made by one person. It was not made by one party. It was made a long time ago, and we have been following these laws ever since. We have been following, uh, these rules ever since. And you no, know, there are arguments about how you know you can actually, kind of, like we grow as a society, right? We tend to evolve in our opinions, in what we accept and what we deem to be bad, right? And I think like cancel culture as a term is coined to to look at the modern stuff like like it already exists this concept itself i feel already exists in the past to just hold people accountable right like just a a group of people like the majority of people or maybe a good sizable amount of people not liking a company not liking an organization a person of influence to kind of how to say and everyone just boycott them lah I think that's basically what Ken's culture is or Ken's culture was meant to be, right? So, I initially supported cancel culture because, yes, I agree, it keeps people in check. It, it does ensure that justice gets served and justice gets served in the way that we want it to get served. And I think that's when I started seeing it as problematic because there's a lot of... We created the justice system, right? We maybe not us per se, but humans. We created the justice system. We created laws, and there are reasons why punishments are, however big or however harsh it is, right? There is a reason why you know you get, uh, like the death penalty for dealing drugs. There is a reason why. You get you know a few years in crime for a certain offense. There's a few. There's a reason why you get a few weeks in crime for a certain offense. Like these are things that、um, lawmakers have considered. Lawmakers have thought about. And when we come in with our own set of de- newly defined rules, that there there's no one specific organization that's in charge of canceling people. Right, there's no cancel dot org, right? But there is a group, like a, a big group of people, coming together to say we don't like this person. That I think that's okay, because you don't like this person because of what they did, sure. But you don't like this person, and you want to punish them in your own way. I think that's problematic. When you are putting like that that power onto yourself to make the decision. Outside of the justice system, right? Let like a lot of people like say, and I agree with this phrase a lot. Let the law do its job, and the counter argument is: What if the law doesn't do its job? Its job, then maybe sure you can have your own sentiments about what do you think? What you think the law is where where the law is wrong or where the law is incorrect? And you know, like this kind of society, like I guess. Outrage! It kind of changes the law, and and sometimes it can be useful. Sometimes it is important to like like cancel laws that are like illogical. Like you know, three seven seven A. People talk about how uh it's just wrong lah to 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 kind of be homophobic. That's how we view it because we grow and we evolve as a society, and it's it's still that's just like the the good side, right? There's the bad side as well, where you cancel someone for what they're doing, and then you end up canceling that person's life. 
you cancel someone because they did something bad, right? And then the cancelling starts to become personal insults. Insults into their, their, their parents. Insults into, you know, how they grow up. Insults into their close ones, their friends, the family members. Insults to their job. Then it goes into death threats. It goes into, you know, threats to expose their identity online. And then the exposing actually happens. Names get thrown out. Ages, jobs, everything gets thrown out. And that person's life is over, essentially. You did this one mistake. Maybe not one, okay? Maybe you did some mistakes. But where do we draw the line to give a person a chance to recover from this? Do we give a chance to people to recover from this? If someone, like, you know, a lot of, like, NUS cases, right? Of those not taking videos and shit. Can they recover from it? What do they do? What happens to them? You know? And I think this, this, uh, the NUS part is like, okay, they, they can stay under the radar because they are not like influencers. They don't have like a lot of people following their movements and shit. But what about actual influencers? You know, for example, for example, Dikosh, right? He got cancelled. He might be going to jail. We're not, we're not sure yet. The court hasn't ruled it yet, but he might be going to jail. And what, what continues from there, right? He has been getting death threats. He has many, many, many people following his movement. If he goes out to take another job, people will know. If he goes out to buy something, people will know. Because people recognize him, right? And where, where is the line that we draw to say, okay, we have cancelled you enough. Justice has been served. You can continue and do good for the society. You can continue and do your job and make a living. We will still remember, we will still remember, but we're not going to harass you for it. Where are we going to put that line to say, let's stop and let him live his life and we will still watch out for stuff that he does, but we're not going to make hundreds of posts every day to condemn him for what he did two years, three years, four years, five years ago. When are we going to put that stop I think that's that's where it becomes problematic, right? It it becomes like, can you control cancel culture? Does it just become a snowball of insults and a snowball of, from being, like holding someone accountable, to, like just making them not being able to live their life anymore, right? Where do we put that stop? And it, it's just it's just a, a a question that I feel like something we should think about lah. How much do you want to support cancel culture? To what extent do you believe in this concept of holding people accountable outside of the justice system, right? Does it help the justice system to make sure that these people receive the punishment they deserve? Or does it impede the justice system because we are changing the law? We are changing what we think is right. We are changing what we think is like the punishment for people. Where do we draw that line to say that, okay, we might have gone too far. Let's let's go back a bit because, you know, if people are just receiving death threats, it's not what we are here for, right? It's not the objective of cancel culture. Cancel culture is to hold people accountable. And, you know, I have seen lots of, like, social media platforms, social media accounts that promote, like, doxing, that promote this, like, harassment. And these people hide behind uh, an account. They hide behind this persona, this, this Instagram handle online, and they get to do what they want, you know? And I don't know how, like, I don't know, I just don't feel like it's fair for people to go through cancel culture and not be able to live their lives forever. I feel like it's, it's just really, I guess, unreasonable that they have to endure not just like, the justice system, they also have to endure what the public thinks of them. 
they have to endure what their family members think of them, right? And if that happens for a while, to till the point that you feel like okay, maybe they they've learned the lesson, then okay. But how do you know when to stop, right? And everyone has different opinions on when they should stop, on when you should you know stop. I guess holding people accountable, right? And it's just really, it's difficult. I feel like it's a difficult um, topic to 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 talk about. But I just want to, you know, just ask that big question: lah. Does it help, or does it make it worse? But I think that's about it for um, this episode. It is one hour long already, so uh, I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing consistent podcast episodes every single week because i really cannot keep up with it but it's been fun it's been fun to just let it out talk about my life talk about how i feel and stuff like that again remember this podcast is about the self-centric me right uh you can don't listen to it but i hope you do uh so hope you've enjoyed this episode i'll see you next time bye bye